Hey, this is my pre-recorded announcement reminding you that you can subscribe to the podcast on the platform that you are listening to it on. The podcast Secrets of the Art World is now available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you. This episode was originally recorded and posted in 2019. The news today, it is a, a big move for MoCA, the Museum of Contemporary Art here in Los Angeles. Once as important an institution as there existed in the art world, now, ooh, kind of an afterthought, kind of a playing catch-up, uh, amazing permanent collection but probably a victim of its own success uh, in that it had at one time the Geffen Museum. And then it was called the Temporary Contemporary, and it really paved the way for the way art museums show art now. You know, they didn't always do it. They were always caretakers. But with the Geffen, the Temporary Contemporary, uh, many adventurous exhibitions took place and inspired the way contemporary art is executed at the institutional level worldwide. MOCA, this very important institution, has foregone the opportunity to appoint a chief curator and has instead appointed a senior curator and therefore will have a group of curators um, in presidential uh, administrations, they say that there is the 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 cabinet of enemies, uh, and uh, they it's good if you have a cabinet fighting. That's a, one theory on how to run a presidential administration. But uh, I don't know for, at all how that will go about. Maybe it'll be, just be the happiest uh, group of people who will put on great shows and great exhibitions for this once great institution. But uh, the new senior curator, not chief curator, is Mia Locks. Now, she was one time, according to the New York Times, she was once an assistant curator at MOCA. But on her Wikipedia page, it says, well, what does it say? She worked at the Museum of Contemporary Art Los Angeles on exhibitions and numerous uh, on exhibitions such as Blues for Smoke, not a great show, and numerous permanent collection shows. So, um, I, is that I don't know. I don't know where the what the gray areas of institutional um, culture tell us. But she uh, has certainly. Oh man, you talk about somebody on the fast track. She got her uh, undergrad at Brown. She got a master's in public arts studies at the University of Southern California, USC. And I have to ask everybody from the rest of eternity who goes to USC, bring up their names. I have to say, hey, were you on the rowing team? Oh, it's so bad, so bad, sorry. Do you get that joke? Is, that, is it too soon? Okay, so um, she left LA in 2013 to work at MoMA PS1 and uh, did some shows there. But the big thing, the thing she'll 
is most famous for. And uh, hopefully she can do something great at MoCA that would top this. She had a very well-received and then accidentally controversial curation of the Whitney Biennial. She did that uh, with curator Christopher Y. Lou. And uh, the 2017 Whitney Biennial, when it first opened, it got amazing press. It was very racially inclusive and very political. Not political action as much as political art, you know, talking about politics, but that's the nature of, I think, politics and art. And then about four days, five days of that kind of good energy, one artwork, I, I want to say stole the show, but stole the show for all the wrong reasons. There was a painting by Dana Schutz of the open casket funeral of Emmett Till in the 1950s. And the image, Emmett Till's mother, Emmett Till was murdered and his mother demanded an open casket funeral to show the world what these people had done, what these monsters had done. And uh, it really is one of the hallmarks of the beginning of the civil rights movement. People just really, it crystallized so much. The image of Emmett Till's was really sacred in many communities. And there was an outrage that somebody would make a painting of it, even though the painting was not mocking by any stretch. It was just Dana Schutz has a, a very distinct expressionistic style of painting, but many people told her she, she was out of her lane on doing this. Now, Klaus Biesenbach told the New York Times, Klaus Biesenbach, the director of MOCA, who has hired Neil Locks, told them that he was thrilled with the way she held her ground as a curator. They never removed, despite many, many calls, many actions. A lot of people would go to the Whitney Biennial each day and stand in front of this artwork in protest to say, we're not going to let you see it. Fascinating uh, study on uh, reactions. But Klaus Biesenbach said he was thrilled with the fact that she gave plenty of room to people who were not happy with her inclusion of this artwork in the show. And, uh, but she stand, stood her ground and, and never took the artwork out. Um, I, I didn't, ooh, man, that was, a, that was a, that was a wild controversy. Personally, I thought that, uh, the inclusion of these market darling, Dana Schutz is a big name, big painter, you know, this is a big money painter. So the inclusion of the market darlings in quasi-radical uh, settings and the, a political Whitney Biennial being one, I think is, uh, to me, you know, you, 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 it's kind of it's kind of bad karma and it, look, look at the bad karma that paid off. So, so now Klaus Biesenbach is set with his curatorial team. What will MoCA do? Well, let's look back. What, what did MoCA do 
to go from seriously the most important institution in Los Angeles and one of the most important and influential institutions in in the world in the art world you know 20 years ago if you had a show at MoCA everybody knew it was a big deal now you know who's showing at MoCA right now uh you know it it's it, it's faded MoCA's faded MoCA's faded for a number of reasons first off a lot of people are opening their own museums you know LA did not have the Marciano Museum LA did not have the Broad Museum these institutions I mean they just they take up the airspace so MoCA for many years all it had was really was LACMA to co compete with maybe the Getty, but the Getty only started doing contemporary very, very recently. Um, and LACMA, man, you know, in 1997, I think it was 1996, I said, I wrote a piece and I said that the LA County Museum may as well be called the LA County Fair, that it has so little name recognition or importance in the international art world. Well, one man, Michael Govan, the director, changed that. And uh, for good or bad, who knows? But Klaus Biesenbach, will he, as the director of MoCA, be able to do, you know, oh, can he put it back on the map? So we know that Mia Locks is a, an experienced curator. And based on her handling of the Dana Schatz controversy at the 2017 Whitney Biennial, we know that you know, she can really handle pressure and move things along uh, as impressively as anybody. So where does that leave Mocha? I don't have a crystal ball on this one. <laughs> yeah. We could we could pull out the tarot cards and uh, consult the astrologers, and we may never know uh, where Mocha will be in a few years. Uh, it's going to need to raise money. It's going to need to have a board that cares. Uh, but it is uh, an LA, you know, an LA native, although on her Wikipedia page, it doesn't say where she was born. It doesn't say where she went to high school, but uh, you know, if, if they tell the New York times she's from LA, but, and what an inspired idea to have a curator in an LA institution from Los Angeles. Hey, um, still no Chicanos, no, no Latinos. Oh, boy, they dropped the ball. When Ann Goldstein left MoCA for, uh, the curator Ann Goldstein left MoCA for, to run the Stadelik, which is a top prestigious, major, major appointment, <laughs> but she left there in a hurry. Um, some reporter had looked her up and saw that the only person who had ever really criticized Ann Goldstein was me, and they called me. I can't remember if it was like the BBC or some, it was a big European news agency. And the guy calls me, this is about 10 years ago, whenever, whenever she left, maybe it was like 2010, 2011. I'm not, I don't recall exact year. And uh, the guy's like, Hey, look, you're the only person who's ever criticized her. I've looked it up and down. You know, why, why, why aren't you an Ann Goldstein fan? And I think he was really digging for some dirt. And I just said, well, the problem I have with, uh, you know, most of most of the people in MoCA is you, in a town of, you know, that's at least fifty percent, if not more, Latino. Uh, she's never put a you know a Chicano in a show, never put a Mexican American in a show, never put a Latino in a show, that uh, to my knowledge, and uh, 
And this, the reporter cuts me off. He's like, so he was really digging for some other type of dirt when he called and, uh, and he hung up on me. He was like, Ugh, just kind of sighed and exhausted at this dude, me and hung up. And now fast forward, whatever, eight years, 10 years, I think that's a legitimate thing. If somebody, you know, the, the way things are, the consciousness that has been raised in this pretty political decade, uh, I think it's a, a fair assessment. Uh, regardless, uh, we are in LA. We have a lot of institutions. Mocha was at once the centerpiece, and for a variety of reasons, it isn't the centerpiece anymore. I would hope that Mia Locks can contribute to Mocha becoming, once again, the great institution that it has been, that its permanent collection totally supports it as being. But uh, maybe it's an uphill battle uh, with everything. Maybe the museum of the future isn't the museum of the past. Maybe the influence of the Geffen, the temporary contemporary, has pushed the evolution of the institution more to being a, a community center than a, a storehouse of the great works of humanity. I don't know. We're in, a, we're in strange times. Uh, but the news is uh, Mocha's, this is like the last piece of the puzzle. Now they really have to, they really have to start executing. Like let's, let's do it. Mocha. So that was my podcast. I'm not going to play theme music to leave. I'm just going to say thanks for listening. See you soon. This episode was originally recorded and posted in 2019.